Chad and Zay. All right, getting started on our third hour. That means it is time for the beat of the day. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Picks out a beat, especially for you and me and all the music-loving people to start the third hour. What do you got, Zay? Jada Kiss. Put your hands up off the Kiss the Game Goodbye album. It's interesting you said put, uh, you said put your hands up because it sounds like... I'm in some kind of cop movie or superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that vibe to it. It's very good. That's a jam. Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss is the artist or the producer? Jada Kiss is the artist. That would be the artist here. Okay. Yeah, one third of the locks. Jada okay. Kiss is good, man. We play him we play him a lot on here. Jada Kiss, yeah. It's very good. His beats. Like that beat. Uh, Good stuff to start this hour. We hope you are having a good Tuesday. Glad to be back in studio today. Thanks, everybody, for uh, being a little patient with us uh, over a couple of crazy days. Uh, But we are glad to be back in the studio. Thanks again to the bosses and to the landlord or landlords. I always think of it as one person, landlord, right? I don't think of it as a group of people. Right. Although back in the day, I had a couple that were my landlords. It was a couple... I'm not sure if they were happily married or not. Right. They were married, it would appear, uh, but I would deal with both of them. Okay. I would talk to him sometimes, sometimes talk to her. They both were very, very matter of fact and, you know. They were cool. They're all right. Yeah. Right. They yeah. were cool. They would, they'd look out They'd look out for us. Uh, so I don't know if it is landlord or landlords, but thanks to the bosses. And I know there are bosses. I do know that. That's a plural. There's a whole lot of people uh, above uh, above our pay grade, uh, keeping things running smoothly. So we want to thank the bosses uh, and landlord or lords for figuring things out and getting the communication straight and getting things figured out so we could get back into the building and get the shows going and all that stuff today. So uh, we've been fired up since 6 a.m. as normal, and we're glad to bring you that 13 hours of local shows every day. We obviously have hit some NBA from last night. That Lakers-Warriors series has been so interesting to watch, and last night was an in incredible game it could have ended to all with golden state and we go yeah there they are former champs showing that that championship medal but it didn't really happen uh we've we've hit that just a couple weird weird trips really three weird trips for the uh for the warriors to end that game zay the two decisions from steph curry and then draymond green and clay thompson and whoever it was that couldn't get that last play together it just was uncharacteristically sloppy for them to finish a game. All they needed was a bucket, a two, and they couldn't get one. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, Anthony Davis, incredible defensive job on Steph Curry to force those two bad shots. And Draymond Green, like I said in the first hour chat, when you have Dennis Schroeder on you and you get that first rebound, offensive rebound from Steph Curry, you got to put it up. You gotta put it up, and he didn't. Threw it back out. They end up getting a bad shot. The Lakers make those free throws. Then they need that three, and we go back to that play with Draymond and Steph. And Draymond gets caught in the air. I mean, excuse me, Draymond and Clay. And Draymond gets caught in the air. And I, you talked about JJ Redick saying he should be out in the corner faster. The reason he wasn't was because Anthony Davis and LeBron James read it before anything could happen. Yeah, they just swarmed him. Like LeBron 
people are they're showing a video of just LeBron James during that possession, and LeBron just orchestrating all the switches. Every switch that happens, LeBron calls it out. Really? From Steph Curry on that dribble handoff that was supposed to happen between him and Draymond before Draymond drove to the hole and jumped in the air and got called for that, uh, uh, or didn't get called for the trial, but turned it over. Right. It, it's, he said, switch that. Then he went back really? to the other side with uh, Clay and Andrew Wiggins. Switch that. And, yeah, that's why they didn't get a shot up. So it was just Steve Kerr, even though as good of a coach as he is, he's getting out coached by Darvin Ham, point blank. And it's not like Steve Kerr's not doing bad things. It's just Darvin Ham playing D'Angelo Russell at the right times, playing Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter after not playing him in the first seven games from the first series to the first two games of this series. Now he's in the lineup and great game he's he confident. Had, like – he is absolutely dealing. Little mid range jumpers. Oh, yeah. Hitting three. That steal, that steal and finish was huge. Yeah. With about, what, about three minutes to go, something like that. Yo, Lonnie Walker was a five star player coming out of high school before going to the U. So that kind of speaks to, I was going to ask you something about LeBron. We, we, you know, one of his incredible characteristics is the magic part of him. And I don't mean magic like poof. I mean Magic Johnson part of him about assists and making others better. And he says he he said he told Walker to be ready and continue to work on things and everything. But I'm also sensing right now this stoicism from LeBron. As a fan that's watched his whole career, do you feel like there's an evolution there where he used to be a little more boisterous? He used to be a little more energetic. And now it's almost a, it's almost the guy he just passed. It's almost like Kareem or a Tim Duncan kind of reaction to things. Maybe he's getting it a little from Anthony Davis too, because Davis has always been a little bit understated. But what do you make of kind of his reaction to things? Because it just feels like it's all business to LeBron on some level. Yeah. Uh, he has changed in a, in a little bit because we talk about. Him and his son, who just committed to SC, he's going to be at mm-hmm. USC uh, this upcoming season. And you know, you and I have talked about LeBron putting maybe too much pressure on little LeBron by saying, "I want him in the league. I want to play with him." In order to get him to the league, that's my first goal. That's my first focus. How do we get him to the league as quick as possible? And then I heard after Game Three during this presser, he was talking about, you know. This is his journey. I need to take a step back. This is one of the happiest days of my life, and I'm so proud of Bronny and the man he's becoming. And I can't wait to see this, uh, you know, his future and how his basketball career goes. He wasn't talking about getting them to the league and stuff like that. And mm. maybe he's reflected and understands that you know what? I don't have many years left. I know we're playing against a franchise legendary dynasty team and the Warriors. I can't take it for granted. And I think when you get to the finals, as much as he did, you start to take certain things for granted. And now he's starting to get injured. He doesn't have that same burst as he once did. So, yeah, I I think he's humbled a little bit. And, you know, him allowing guys like D'Angelo Russell to – eat early. Like, I heard Stan Van Gundy talk about the ball needs to be back in his hands, and I'm over here like, why? They look pretty good without him right now. Austin Reeves looks very comfortable. D'Angelo Russell, you know, Lonnie Walker, Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, all those guys could go out and get buckets on their own. They don't need LeBron creating for them, just like we've seen throughout his whole career where he created for everybody. And that's the best version of LeBron at this point, year 20, 38 years old. Darvin Ham sees it, and 
That's how they've won these three games. That's mm-hmm. why I said early in this series, especially after game one, the Warriors need to try to let LeBron go crazy. Try to let him take over the game because he doesn't want to do that. And in the playoffs, it's all about making somebody uncomfortable. What they're used to doing, get them out of that. Make them uncomfortable. Get them doing something else. And LeBron's refusing to do that. He's playing in the corner. He's playing off of other guys. He's catching and shooting. He's cutting at the right times. And then in the fourth quarter and third quarter, he has energy to have those chase down blocks like we saw to get Steph Curry. In game three, you saw him tip that ball out of bounds on that crazy hustle play where he ran up in the stands and stuff like that. He has more energy because the ball's not in his hands as much as it used to be. By the way, I couldn't tell. What did he say to Steph on the way back there? I could not tell. I don't tell. know. Steph was looking at him. I'm kind of like, are uh, you serious? Dude, it was that was incredible. The, yeah, the the energy's there. doesn't feel like he's getting gassed. And, and they're, they're, the other day, in that game where they win by 30, for him to not not take a shot in the first quarter, and they're down. And I'm thinking, wow, how long are you going to do this, LeBron? How long are you going to stay with it? The announcers are kind of getting – but they stayed the course and whipped them by the end of the game. And D'Angelo Russell, he was hot in that first quarter. Yeah. He had like 15 points. LeBron made some pretty— And Davis had already started well. Yeah. And and LeBron just kind of steps out of the way when that happens. It's almost—and every once in a while, Michael Jordan would have those too. If y'all get started well, I can chill out. But if you need me to, I'll get it started. But now you're right. LeBron in year 20, it's almost like, hey, fellas, you know I'll finish anything. But I probably don't need to try to start everything because— then I'm not going to have the gas at the end. Yeah, and Draymond said on this podcast, him and Steph were talking. He said, yo, I can't figure out Braun. Steph told Draymond, I can't figure out Braun. We've never played against LeBron with this type of mindset. Right. And it's weird because Steve Kerr, going in, the scouting report is to stop number six. Yeah. It's to stop arguably the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and what happens if he's just hanging in the corner? Yeah, he's hanging in the corner <laughs> as a decoy. And like, d- what do you do with that? You have your best defender. That's what Memphis got caught up with. Dylan Brooks is trying to get in LeBron's head and all this stuff, playing him full court. LeBron ain't even touching the ball. LeBron's going in the corner just chilling. So Dylan Brooks, second team all defense, is worthless. Because everybody else who isn't as good defenders as Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., yes, he is because he's a defensive player of the year. But John Morant, Bain, they had to do all the dirty work while LeBron's just chilling and picking his spots. Yeah, you're pulling the best defender away from the defense, and you're not even doing it for the reason you'd think. Yeah. that's It's crazy. And, and brilliant at the same oh, time. Oh, it's brilliant. It, be, well, because it's working for them, and they're up. You know, they're obviously up three one. It's it's good stuff. Um, all right, you want to get into these other NBA series, or you want to get the CJ Stroud thing out there? Let's go, CJ Stroud. Okay, so CJ Stroud appeared on the shop with LeBron and the crew. Yeah, I don't know if it was the shop for sure because it wasn't LeBron. It was Maverick Carter, oh, okay. his guy. All right. And then some of the other guys that you see on the shop. But LeBron wasn't there. I don't know if it was a podcast version. Either way, he was talking to Mav Carter and okay. a bunch of other guys. So they were talking about football stuff. Do we have the sound here? We, we do just... have the sound. Okay, so here is uh, C.J. Stroud talking about um, his time at Ohio State and when a certain thing happened. Here we go. First one was like, man, how hard can I make it on myself to like be better? And Ohio State wasn't going to be easy. I had another quarterback I came in with that I knew I was going to play early. And Justin was there when you got there. He was start the starter. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah. Justin was a starter. I was uh, the backup. And next year, uh, they brought somebody else in. Quinn Ears, the Texas quarterback, mm-hmm. was the number one player I think ever ranked in high school. <laughs> yeah, the highest ranked. Yeah, ever, yeah. They brought him like a weekend of fall camp, which is training camp for us. And I kind of felt disrespected. So did you really? Yeah, I didn't like that. Did they did they talk you through it? 
They told me the day he came. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, there's something interesting hearing, like, even in high school, you didn't start to your junior year. Right. You weren't promised anything at Ohio State. You had to compete. Do you expect the same? Is that your mindset going into the pros? Like, right. not going to be handed anything day right. one? Right, 100%. I definitely think, like, everything that I've got in my life has been earned, never given. And I pride myself on that. I think that's why I kind of have a chip on my shoulder a little bit. Like, I have that dog in me just because I know I've been counted out multiple times. I've, I mean, they brought in a guy two weeks before our first game, and... And I thought I was the guy. But that just shows you, man, it's a business at the end of the day. And now I'm doing it for myself. I know uh, the business that I'm in, that it is, uh, in a sense, cutthroat. How- mm, man, he came back to it, too. Came back Dang, to it. He came a, back to it with again. With a second mention there. And maybe maybe there's an embellishment to it, but they told me the day he got there? Yo, Ryan Day. That's foul. <laughs> that, that's foul work. I, yo, I, I can't knock it, though. Because, again, like I said about Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, when Mike McCarthy went out and said, we're going to focus on the run game more after the season that Dak Prescott just had, that should light a fire under Dak. It should. And coaches just pick and poke certain guys' buttons, and some guys will thrive from it and be offended and use it as motivation and come back just with a different type of kill mode mentality and other guys will let it affect them. Like, oh, coach don't got my back. Coach ain't here, you know, coach this and that. At the end of the day, this is Ohio State. We're gonna, they're gonna bring in five-star recruits no matter what. That's how it should be at Texas. You shouldn't get butt hurt, but you any way you could use motivation from it, go ahead. Think- and I knew Ryan Day probably saw CJ Stroud and said, Yeah, you had that really good season last year. Are you you we don't know about you yet. Justin Fields just left. You're coming in. We still don't know. We have a lot of good wide receivers, but you got to prove it still. Yeah, we got to beat Michigan, man. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't do that. But, <laughs> no, they and, didn't. But I don't think – C.A. Shrouds never beat Michigan, has he? No, I don't, wow. believe, I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't so, believe so. So – coming in, I'm not mad at it. C.J. Stroud, I appreciate him saying that. And the Houston Texans, they got to love that type of stuff. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Ryan Day, people are probably wondering, dang, Ryan Day, a complete a-hole. Hey, whatever it takes to get your guys going, if you know their buttons, you know which ones to push to get that extra motivation out of them, that's your job as a coach. I'm with it. And it's also, let's be fair, it's also a weird circumstance because remember that was, wasn't, wouldn't that have been the season where that's when uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. No, no, but but when Quinn Ewers was technically supposed to be a senior in high school, right? That's the year he yes. sat out. Yeah, he was supposed to be correct finishing out, and he got everything going quickly and reclassified and came in early. So that was unique as well. Plus, he's the highest graded quarterback at that moment. I think Vince had a grade that was right with him, and maybe there's only been like three or four guys ever uh, that had those kind of grades. So you kind of get it, but the idea that you wouldn't let C.J. Stroud know till that day, that's a little extreme. But hey, maybe you're right. Maybe it is about It Co- is cold. Maybe it is Coach Day trying to pump him up. C.J. Stroud, there he is, Texans fans, your new quarterback talking about a situation. But also, Zay, it's a league of chips on shoulders. Real and perceived. It doesn't even matter anymore if it's an actual chip on the shoulder or, excuse me, if it's a chip for a reason or not. Real or not. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers carried a chip about that Mac Brown thing for years. Probably, oh, yeah. Probably still does. Probably still does. And it's total silliness. But he uses it. Tom Brady can still name every quarterback they drafted ahead of him. And he went 199 in the draft. 
Levis is going to be holding this. If he becomes something in the league, he'll tell you about that day and all the quarterbacks they took before me, and that'll be part of his chip on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. You got to find it somewhere. I like the guys who make up stuff. Like Shaquille O'Neal, that's one of my favorite stories ever. Back in his San Antonio cold days, saying that he, air quote, met David Robinson, and David Robinson gave him the cold shoulder. And he's like, oh, what? Well, okay, David, I got you. I got you. Yeah, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> and then when he got into the league, Shaq was Shaq. So any way you can find that motivation, it's competitive sports. It takes a different type of tick to get going and play that competitively all the time and be on and play against other guys who also have that chip on their shoulder. It might take a lot. So making up stuff. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. I like what Ryan Day did. That's what I'm talking about. We need more of that. Need more need more challenging of the yeah, quarterbacks? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Maybe that's the coach's way of fighting back. Oh, yeah? You want to get some NIL? Well, I'll just bring quarterbacks in whenever I want. You want to transfer? Yeah. I'll bring them in when I want. <laughs> Let's not go Dion now. I'll about bring them in today <laughs> if you want it. Yeah, just a little subtle, like, you know, Quinn Ewers walking out of him and Sarge, just like, hey, man, Malik looked really good today, didn't he? <laughs> Didn't Malik, oh, wasn't Malik my. spinning that thing today, Quinn? Oh, what man. He spin, didn't it just look different today? Hey, uh, hey, you, you know the national reporter that was here today? Go tell Quinn he said that he thinks Malik's better than he is, and then we'll do lunch. <laughs> do you think that happens? Is that what people Something. do? Something. Oh, my God. If it gets you going. Trying to pump people up. I would be one of those coaches that, you know they do, that's what you should do with your coordinators, your strength coach or whatever. You should just send them around as they're doing the stretching and stuff on a football game or layup lines in basketball. Just send them around with lies. Just come up with some weird lie. You know, he said you're soft. What? Yeah, he said you're soft. The left tackle that yeah. you're facing today, pff, he's been calling you soft all week. What? No, no, it's a website you can't find. But <laughs> website you can't find. <laughs> no, it's a, there, there's no source. No, who's I, the source? No source. There's no source. Oh no, anonymous. I heard it from a, a girl I date, and she lives in California. You can't call her. But anyway, anyway, that's that's what it is. You gotta go. You gotta go tear him up. Hey, this will make you feel good. Somebody on the Specs text line said, which I don't know how these two players get put in the same category, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss and Johnny Manziel both had ships when they were passed <laughs> over in the draft. <laughs> Uh, you know what you know what good grief as an Aggie I'm just going to respond to that with yeah Specs text line 337-3776 I'll take every bit of that comparison you want to throw me at this point agree or not my lord All right, up next let's get into those NBA series for tonight it's two all in both cases tonight May 9th why it matters? We'll talk about some NBA. Also, got an NBA birthday today. One of my favorite NBA guys of all time because of his commitment. Plus, now, thanks to Zay, I can tell you that there's a member of the Wu Tang Clan with a birthday today. I even knew his name when I saw it. I've listened to one of his albums. That's what we call growth. Stay with us. It's the Horn. The Horns Golf Tour of Central Texas, powered by Callahan's General Store. Spotlighting Onion Creek Club. Visit hornfm.com now to take a video tour with Aaron Hogan, golf pro Omaru Resti, and Charlie Wilson from Callahan's General Store. Onion Creek Club is one of Austin's most historic golf clubs, founded in 1974. It's a perfect course for beginners and top professionals. Check out Onion Creek Golf Club and all the courses in the golf tour of Central Texas, powered by Callahan's General Store at hornfm.com. 
All right, this is Chad. Let's talk Apple leasing. Any make, any model, any car, any truck. We are headed into, of course, in spring, headed towards summer. Uh, Maybe it is a big family trip you've got planned, and you just know that that old minivan ain't going to do it. You know you need a bigger SUV because, oh, wait, last time we went on the trip, we didn't have that person with us. Or wait a minute, now one of the other kids has a girlfriend or boyfriend and they're going to come with us. Apple leasing can get you upgraded. Or maybe it's just that it's time and you need a new car or truck. They will get it for you and they'll make it so easy. They've got all the different contacts out there. They're going to go find you the best deals. They'll find you all those rebates that the dealers can get you. All the same discounts and incentives that you'd get at the dealer, they get those for you. The rebates, the holiday sales, all the different selections. They'll find the place that have better selection. They'll find the place that has something you're looking for so to save you the legwork. So you're not having to go all the way out to dealership here and a dealership there. They get it all together for you. They bring the options back to you. You're going to sign everything electronically with DocuSign. That is so easy. Just took me a couple conversations and we were off. They will even deliver it to your driveway and drive that trade-in away if that's what you need them to do. Call 346-9977. Be sure to tell the folks at Apple we said hey and that you heard it on the horn. 346-9977 or go to appleleasing.com. Chad and Zay. You thought I was feeling you? That uh, munch. Either he ate it for lunch. My baddie, I get what I want like. You thought I was feeling you? No, I was feeling you. I'm assuming later on there's a $500,000 reference. <laughs> uh, Ice Spice? Ice Spice. Okay. Her hit. Do you enjoy her stuff so far? No, it's awful. Really? Yeah, I can't say it. Not your thing? I'm not. It's just. What is it? I th- feel so old, man. I hate it. I want to like it. I want to be. With the new wave about these children, but wow. I can't get with this. Wait, you can't get into the music because you look at her as a child? No. Is that what you're saying? No, just what the kids are listening to. That's uh, what I meant. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, it's just, it's all over the place. Look at you, getting all old. Yeah. These, these kids and their hip-hop today, it's just different than back in my day. Oh, back in my day, old Biggie Smalls was juicy, and that's about it. I just need, I, I need some Wu-Tang. <laughs> Where's the Wu-Tang? <laughs> All right. Uh, I Spice to go with Black Sabbath and Jackie Wilson and Paul McCartney and Shannon today. Now, that's a music festival you want to attend. Uh, the Jada Kiss beat to get us started as well. We've uh, hit a little bit of the hit the C.J. Stroud deal there, a little bit of NBA. Let's get into some more NBA, including these two series coming up tonight and whether or not we are staring at any kind of suspension for Jokic. Let's start there. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right. Uh, it is NBA tonight with two different series going on. First off, we'll start with the late series. Uh, no suspension for Nikola Jokic. Thank God, Zay. Yeah, thank you. Thank goodness they're not doing this. I thought everything was done that needed to be done. Now, they fined him $25,000. Do you do that just because it was contact yeah, with a fan? Yeah, you can't be pushing folks. I don't care if it's the owner or not. And now, he was in the wrong. 
He shouldn't have been holding on to the ball like that, and he flopped his ass off. So that was weak. That was whack. But Nikola Jokic, you going into the stands trying to rip the ball from somebody just because y'all are trying to play more up-tempo, that's the only logic I could get. If you're not thinking that way, then you're just being a Grady Dick. So I don't— But but to me—and again, but on the other side of it, where I thought the owner— it happened to be the owner of the Suns, but it could have been anybody that did that. Yeah. He needs to be fined. He is an owner. If Mark Cuban did that, they'd fine him. Yeah. The idea that this guy isn't getting fined to me is silly. You are holding up the basketball game. If you're a regular fan, I might throw you out for it. You're the owner of the Suns. I don't care why they want the ball. Give them the ball. Are you kidding? Yeah, it was weak. Let him take it from you. Is it weird and kind of rude? Sure. Should he have... You know, hit you with that little elbow. No, he shouldn't have. And by the way, as a pro wrestling fan, terrible sell from the owner. If you're going to sell that, dude, you got to go down. That chair needs to move a little more. Go on your, hold your head, something. That was a terrible sell. I mean, he got him a point. Terrible sell. They got sell. a free throw from that technical that Joker got. And, so. Joker, and, and Joker needs to stop about he touched me first. Stop no, it. That's, no, that's not right. They're supposed to protect the players. That's nah, not Joker, right. Joker, you got to relax. Yo, Cuban... If that would have happened to him with his reputation, he definitely would have got fined. Absolutely. I think Matt, what's his last name? Yeah, Matt uh, Ishbia. Yeah, Ishbia. This might be a warning for him. Okay. I haven't seen him wilding out much. This is definitely a warning for him. He can't act up again. Yeah, you know, you can't hold, you can't do that. Can't hold that ball. Uh, You got to give that thing up. Uh, All right, Zay, in terms of that game tonight, we'll start with the late one here. Phoenix, Denver. You and I both said if Phoenix was going to keep playing like that, they were going to get swept. And now everything has changed. Paul's been out. That bench has woken up now what are you thinking going into this game tonight in Denver it's going to be interesting because with Cameron Payne in the lineup they're playing so much faster with Chris Paul dealing with this injury off the on the bench and going up to the mile high with that altitude can you still play that up tempo Mm -hmm. and not be winded because Devin Booker missing nine shots dropping 45 and then 36 he's been incredible like He's really looking like Kobe. I know he just wears his shoes, and they're very, they were very close before Kobe's passing. And I know you know it offends him to hear that just because he praises Kobe so much and his respect for Kobe so much. But just the way he attacks, foot on the gas pedal every single time he gets the ball, from pull-up threes on fast breaks to get into the lane, shooting that one-foot little runner off the right foot and going to the left. Like He has every shot in the book. And if you look up three-level score, I think Devin Booker's picture should be right there in the basketball dictionary. Mm-hmm. Like, he is putting on a ridiculous performance. And now Kevin Durant is starting to play off him and starting to play with that type of Kevin Durant swagger that we've seen throughout his whole entire career. Aaron Gordon, I think he's starting to get fatigued from chasing him around, which that's causing him to struggle offensively, and Monty Williams making the right adjustments that he needed to make. Like I said on Friday at the Mullet Open when we were at Wolf Dancer, you got to start playing you got to start playing TJ Warren. You got to start playing Terrence Ross. I love what Landell's been doing, even though he had Joker drop 55 or 53 on him. Landell's came in, came in the game and giving them a way better spark than what we've seen with Aiton throughout the whole entire series. So if they can carry that momentum going back to Denver tonight, then I look for the Suns to get the dub. But 
Joker has to get back to getting everybody involved, from Catavius Caldwell-Pope to Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. was not good in Game 4, even though he dunked mm-hmm. on Durant, one of the nastiest dunks. Ooh, that was a nice yo, dunk. Yo, that was vicious. KD, that— Not, that, a, not an easy guy to climb. Not <laughs> easy, but that might have been the wrong move because KD's not the one to dunk on and think that he's just going to let that slide and that's not going to piss him off. Right. As petty as Kevin Durant is, the guy that has Twitter fingers and all and fake accounts, you think dunking on him is going to be cool? Nah, bro, because we're going to see that highlight for the rest of our lives just because it's Kevin Durant, just like we see that highlight of Jason Tatum dunking on LeBron James in the 2018 Easter Conference Finals. So that might have been a good play for Denver, but for the long run, waking KD up like he is now, yeah, yeah. not the most, might, not the best. Might not have been the greatest idea. That's true. That's the late game tonight on TNT. The pre, the early drama is Philly at Boston, 6.30 on TNT. So Philly, what a game that was. Two could have been three one. In this case, it goes to two all. Philly fights it to overtime. Harden hits the big shot. Harden hits that great shot in overtime. By the way, can I get a little extra love for James Harden that he had to slide out slightly to catch that pass from Embiid and then reset himself? You can tell me as a ba- as a true basketball guy more than I am. That just looks like it would be. He said it was a great pass. That wasn't a great pass. Yeah, he had to adjust and to still nail that shot. I thought that was big time. Yeah, it's definitely harder to catch the ball and shoot it on the move than it is from a standstill regular catch and shoot position. And yeah, it's just bad help for Jalen Brown. Like you know that James Harden's on the outside. I get it. Joel Embiid had the mismatch on Jason Tatum, but there's help on the other side. And I'd rather have whoever P.J. Tucker's guarding come in to help on Joel Embiid than whoever right. James Harden's guarding. And leave Harden alone. Leave him alone. With, and he's already cooking. He already has 39 or whatever. Right. What, he ended up 45. Ooh, yeah, something yeah, like that. He already has 42. So <laughs> right. I'm, it's not like he's in a bad rhythm and you're praying on him to miss. Got to get out there. Got to get out there. Yeah. And shout out to whoever uh, sent the strippers to James Harden's residence. Because obviously something happened in between – from game one, where he dominated, coming in from Vegas, to game two and three, him really struggling, to game four, him dominating. I think somebody strips uh, sent some rump-shanking strippers to the crib. I think you almost got it. I think it was three strippers and like 48 hot wings. Okay, that's all he needs. <laughs> that's all he needs. That's his comfort. Yeah. If he needs that, if that's going to make him play better, then send him that. Y'all can afford it, Philly. Well, he can afford it. And see, that's the balance I've been looking for. To me, you can live in a world where both of those guys are are impacting a game. And I thought that these last these last couple, they found a little bit more of that, where it doesn't have to be either Harden goes off for 40-something or he's garbage. And then either Embiid is a force or he's not. Like, find a balance of that. And then that last play to me was the microcosm. Uh, Embiid starts it, but then when you make that little bitty mistake, they both made you pay for it. Yeah, and you saw in game one and game four, when James Harden's the number one option or he's acting like the number one option, that gives the Sixers their best chance to win. Because Joel Embiid, he's not 100%, so he's not technically in MVP form. Now he's getting MVP attention. Mm -hmm. I thought Al Horford played great defense on him to go into overtime and in that fourth quarter. But James Harden, he has to be the man. 
And I'm not saying he has to have 40-some every night. We know that's what we've seen in their only two wins, he, him getting 40. But you still got to be aggressive. You can't be driving the lane and have these open layups and open floaters and throw it out to guys like P.J. Tucker, even though P.J. hit some huge threes in game four. Yeah, he had some moments. He did have he some did. moments. But James Harden, he's too good. He's too valuable. He needs to take matters in his own hands. And then when you're going back to Beantown, if he doesn't have that mindset, then the C's are going to win. Man, ten, last night was in, was incredible. I thought even that Miami game, I thought that one ended up being pretty good. The Lakers game was incredible. Tonight you got two series that are going 3-2 with all the different drama. Harden, Durant, the Celtics part of it. How good is Denver? It is great. Quick shout out to my former co-host, Jeff Ketchum, who we have on the show um, from Orange Bloods. Ketch used to say, the NBA is the greatest sports booty call out there. It doesn't want you for all time. All it always. It doesn't need you to be married. It doesn't need you to be committed. But every once in a while, you'll peek in. It'll kind of be like, hey, these two teams are playing tonight. You might want to check it mm-hmm. out. And, man, if you get it at the right time, it's just such a great hunk of entertainment. It'll give you so much. I think tonight could be another one of those nights. Yeah, you Look at Miami and New York. That series is really surprising me because Bam Adebayo is punking Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Bam Adebayo and Kevin Love, excuse me, both of those guys, they're punking the bigs in the front court for the New York He's Knicks. He's been awesome. Bam, oh, Bam. He's such a matchup nightmare. Is he their second best player? Yes. Absolutely. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it looks like to me as I'm watching. I can't think of anybody that's that's better than him right now other than Jimmy, obviously. How good he is defensively. He was second team all defense this year, but his ability to switch off on guys, very Anthony Davis-like, and also be able to get back to his man and block shots. The fact that he could catch the ball of defensive rebounds and orchestrate the offense and push it himself. Mitchell Robinson is having fits with that he does not like that and it's a huge change going from Jared Allen and Evan Mobley to somebody like Bam Adebayo and it's it shows even Jalen Brunson being as good as he is and R.J. Barrett with the way Jimmy Butler's playing the confidence that he's playing with the toughness that he's playing with there it might be Miami but this team couldn't be more blue collar like Kevin Love Kyle Lowry Jimmy Butler, Bam on a bio. These are yeah. some tough, hard-nosed dudes yeah, that have been in the league for a while and aren't going to get punked, aren't going to let you punk them. And it's going to be very tough to get them out, even though they're an eighth seed. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries throughout the year. Getting Kevin Love is huge. And somebody on Specs text line saying Julius Randle is mentally weak. A lot of those guys are. I saw Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Love, Blocked his shot and got all ball, but Mitchell Robinson fell hard. And he started bitching at the ref. They come back down another play. He gets scored on. He's bitching at the ref again. His mind just completely yeah. taken out of the game. And it's like, bro, these guys on the other side, Jimmy Butler, they're laughing, relishing off stuff. They mm-hmm. love it. They know they're in their head. They know they're in the New York Knicks head. And it's surprising. It really is. Did you hear what Julius Randle said last night? What did he say? He said they might want it more. Who knows? There it is. Out loud. There it is. Said it out loud. How mad are New York oh, Knicks fans right now? Mercy. Uh, that'll uh, resume tomorrow night. Tonight, Philly and Boston, 630. Phoenix and Denver, 9 o'clock. It's all TNT tonight. 
3-2 series uh, at the end of the night. Let's see who gets them. You know all those numbers about a two-all series, and if you get the 3-2, the percentage chance that you win goes way, way up. So tonight means everything. It's going to be another fun night in the NBA. Plus, Carolina and New Jersey and Dallas and Seattle in the NHL. That's all on ESPN. Coming up next, stems and seeds. We'll get you ready for the rest of the day and evening, including hopefully some Texas baseball. Keep it here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, like the start of that. Just about to finish out on a Tuesday. Texas baseball coming up. We'll get you the particulars in a second. What do you got, Zay? Taking it back to house party, baby. Okay. Kid and play. Oh, there we go. The the most famous. What what do you you call that? What's the hairdo called? High top, the high top. That's not. Is that high top fade or just straight yeah, up high top fade? That is, that's dedication. Oh yeah. Can you sleep with that hair? He always had the. Well, if you watch the movie, he always had the little hat that yeah. he slept in. <laughs> kind of like a bonnet for the sisters. Yeah, yeah it was like true. a male bonnet. <laughs> that is true. He was fully committed to it. Kid and play. Ice Spice, Black Sabbath, Jackie Wilson, Paul McCartney, and Shannon have all been on the show today. That Jada Kiss beat got us started this hour. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on a Tuesday. Glad to be back in the studio. Thank you again for being there for us, and we are glad to be back for you guys today. Uh, A lot of... uh, A whole lot of comments coming in on the Specs text line today. 337-3776. Someone texting that Jordan Poole is now the biggest simp. There is no, let's go, woman worth five hundred thousand dollars for no, a date. I agree. There's no person that you should be taking out for five hundred grand. Yeah, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm concerned. Good lord, see that's where you got to get back to. Who's uh, Cardi B's guy? Offset. See, people made fun of him because they've got their own meal they love at McDonald's. At McDonald's though, that shows love. You right. Shows love. Genius. Shows love. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, baby, what do you want from McDonald's? And they from the same area. Cardi B and Ice Spice, both from the Bronx. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That way that way you don't have to see the bill and it's five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's crazy. All yeah, right. Five hundred thousand, we get married. Yeah, you know, that's goo oh man, that's unbelievable. That's incredible. Uh actually five hundred thousand, yeah, I would agree. If anybody ever took me out on a date that cost five hundred thousand dollars, we would get married because that means they have extra money. Yeah. Cause wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I, on some level, I kind of respect Ice Spice to be taken on a date that costs five hundred thousand, and you don't even blink and just keep moving. Okay, good yeah. for you. And think about like just as a man, I just spent five hundred thousand. You still don't want me, and I'm in the league, and you still don't want me. No wonder he's playing so bad right now. That's crazy, man. It's brutal. Yeah. You know Draymond smiled the next time he saw him after that. (laughs) Had to be a rough film session on that one. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's get you some stems and seeds. We'll start with Texas baseball. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. 
Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Somebody texted earlier about, do we know if baseball is still happening? At this point, it is. Of course, they've got the turf over there. I'm looking towards the dish. I'm seeing things thinning out a little bit. There's clouds over there, but not as dark. Uh, And obviously, the game is not scheduled till 6.30. So as of right now, it is set to go. 6.15 pregame. Let's see what Charlie Hurley looks like on the hill tonight um, for the Longhorns. They are 5-2 since getting swept by OU, and they've won two series in that time. Uh, Again, we've got NBA action tonight with those two different series that will go 3-2. It's Philly and Boston tied at 2. It's Phoenix and Denver tied at 2. Zay, give me your prediction here. Boston at home? Yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. Denver at home? No, Phoenix. Oh, you like Durant to yeah, make a statement tonight? I like it. I like how they're playing without Chris Paul. I loved Durant and Booker both getting 36 last time, but a different type of 36. It was what, 36, uh, 36, 6, and 12 for Booker, 36, 11, and 6 for Durant. They were a machine in that game. Now, they only won by five, scoring 129. That's still my concern for them. Uh, I'll say Denver wins tonight, and you know what? I'm going to flip it. I'll say Denver wins and Philly wins. Ooh, we're bringing the strippers to Beantown. I'm going to believe. I'm going to hate this tomorrow, but I'm going to believe in James Harden to get that one done. Maybe it's because I'm a Boston hater. Could be that. It could very well be that. Also, uh, this quick story out of the NFL. The Colts want the league to look into whether or not Washington tampered a little bit because they were asking about Andrew Luck. I thought of you immediately, Zay. This is what happens when you lose Taylor Heineke. This is exactly what happens. You get desperate. You start doing illegal things. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Mm. Damn shame. Oh, my God. They didn't ask him. They didn't ask an agent. But apparently they found a third or fourth or fifth party just trying to – they're just asking a question. That's how nervous you get when Heineke leaves you. Man, Andrew Luck is fishing somewhere in the Houston area right now. He ain't worried about y'all. He doesn't need to be worried about any of that stuff. Uh, apparently he is done. Yeah, as a fan of another team in the NFC East, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. <laughs> he is totally fine. All right, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Hards. Texas baseball at 630. We'll be back for a Wednesday show tomorrow. Stay safe out there and stay dry. See ya.